Okay, so what's up, people? Welcome to Oblivious to the Bush podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Oh. <laughs> I have a very special guest, my cousin, more like my brother. You want to introduce yourself to my people? Of course, of course. What's good, y'all? It's Malik Turn checking in. Hope all is well. I'm excited for this this podcast, this episode, and uh, definitely tune in, subscribe, share the message, and we're going to get it started. Okay, so um, today we're going to talk about a few things, but mainly uh, being raised by single parents, me and Malik, we're kind of raised like together, but separately, like we we're raised close, like very close. Uh, but before we do all of that, let's talk about like your goals. You know, like did you set like New Year's like resolutions? Did you like would you have like goal wise for this year for 2022? Oh yeah, I have a lot of goals for 2022. Um, what can I start with? Well, first of all, I'll just, I'm going to just start just being off straight transparent. First, um, just to start like with 2022, I went into the new year with like being unemployed. So I've been unemployed since October of 2021. And right now I'm discovering what like, I don't want to use employment, but what, what type of like things I want to get involved in. And so I want to do some type of work where it's like more meaningful. Um, so that's one goal to be more meaningful based on like the work I'm doing for the people the people that I'm serving the community and also like benefiting what's coming back to me uh, too. I definitely want to focus more on my mental health because last, in the end of last year, that's the reason why I resigned from my job because just a lot of things that I was doing um, and my background is higher, higher education. So I was focused on like um, doing student development, leadership opportunities, things like that. So I want to make sure that I'm actively like taking care of myself while I'm doing the work and also outside of the work that I'm doing. And I'll just, just say when I want to talk too much, I'll say um, to, to tap into more creative like outlets. And so like one, I'm going to be doing my podcast very soon as well. I uh, want to write my own book. I want to release that. Definitely want to come out hopefully sometime this year. And and just like get more in tune with oneself, trying to figure out what, what brings me joy and how can I you know help others around me. So those are like three goals I want to focus on that has like a little bit more importance. So Yeah. yeah. I feel that, yeah. It's it's weird time, so you could do it. Um, yeah, I believe in you, so you you can do it. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you? What's good with your goals? What goals are we looking at for twenty twenty two? I don't know. I have. I'm like a person that like sets short term goals. I don't have like. Like if I set a goal, like I'll set a goal for myself, that's, I have to get done in like a certain amount of days or like I'll set a goal in the morning that I have to get done before the day is over type of thing. So like, um, I don't have any like long-term goals, my short-term goals, uh, just doing anything I put my mind to. I'm like, like scared to fail type of person so it like makes me 
like shook to do anything you know what I mean just because I've been through a lot of things and I feel like every time I like feel ready to do something something bad happens so it just makes me like not want to do anything so like just I just want to do anything I put my mind to I don't have any long-term goals I just want to um continue on my weight loss journey uh continue um you know with my education uh you know this podcast this is like a surprise to a lot of people nobody really knows but you uh this is something I've been thinking about for a few years so you know being consistent in that um I think consistency is just like my main goal like I'm very big on like consistency and whatever I put my mind to just be consistent in it and just do it I don't have to announce it everybody doesn't have to know just do it you know what I mean so I don't I didn't set like a goal for a new year just to just do it that's it I don't have a goal but yeah that's really it for me it's 2022 it's weird that we even made it this far with all these weird like circumstances and weird things that's going on in the world so I'm just thankful that we're here and you know what I mean it's just weird time so I'm just gonna do whatever I put my mind to and I encourage everybody to do that because we don't know what's gonna happen it's just weird times right now so yeah but okay, so let's just get right into it. So we're going to talk about what it was like to be raised by single moms because, you know, there's single dads out there, but we don't have that experience. We were raised by single moms. Um, uh, we're not going to name names if we get to that point where we talk about family members or whatever. I'm sure if you know us and you listen, you know our family members. Let's put a disclaimer out there. We are not doing this to bash, um, to uh, belittle. Uh, we're not doing this to make anyone feel bad. Um, I think for me, the point of one of the big points of this podcast is for me to uh, talk with a purpose. You know what I mean? You know how like sometimes you talk to somebody and you don't get feedback? And it's just like you're talking to a wall. It's just like you're talking for no reason. So like one of the points is like for me to talk like with a purpose or whoever I have up here for it to be like, you know, meaningful or whatever. So just a disclaimer, me and Malik are very grown. We're over 21. Um, You know, this is in our past. Like we're beyond this, okay? Um, We've been raised and this, we're talking about stuff in our past. So like anything we talk about, like if our parents even listen, this is not to offend. Um, we're very thankful. Um, well, speaking for myself, I can't speak for you, but I'm very thankful for how my mom raised me and my dad did what he could and whatever. Um, Cause you know, people could be sensitive. So you gotta say stuff like that. I don't wanna hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I think everything happened how it was supposed to happen so yeah so um uh, I'm gonna try to do this without getting emotional because um I think 
because I'm a single parent now, <laughs> it, it hits different, okay? But I want to know, like, we could just bounce off each other. Um, the reason why I have Malik as my first guest is because we have these conversations, like, outside of podcasting. Like, we have, like, deep conversations, and I think um, it's just weird. Like, if we put a camera or microphone in front of us um yeah our conversations are just like good and deep and probably can inspire people so that's exactly why I chose Malik to have as my first guest so so how do you think being raised by a single mother affected you emotionally like now and then as a kid Well, that's definitely a great question. Start off with, I'll say now, being 26, definitely, well, like you said, definitely, definitely thankful for what my mother uh, was able to do, with either with limited resources or just, you know, working hard or just have, like, a family structure around us and stuff like that. But I feel like now, uh, the emotional support is probably... I'll start with this. As, me as a person, I'm different when it comes to emotions, like when it comes to things I may need or how I want to talk about certain things or react to certain things in life. But I think the emotional part, my mom has, um, she has been there, but it's like limited. So I, like you said, we, we have conversations like all the time about real life experiences stuff that we've been through individually as a family, like from like a real world perspective. But I think when I want to have those real conversations with my, with my mother, it, it doesn't seem seem like it's forced right and say if I bring up a certain conversation about like like her upbringing because like well believe it or not I'll, I'll just say this believe it or not like most people well probably within our own family but most people don't really realize that um I don't really know a lot about my mother when it comes to like what she's been through as an individual um the things she's seen how how she navigated life or just like some conversations like that but it's always like limited and like seeing that when being raised at a younger age, like we didn't really talk about any emotions or anything like that. It would just be like, you know, just stop doing this, stop doing that, you know, pick up, pick up your things and just keep moving forward throughout the actual path. But I'm realizing now that I wish I would have, um, wish she, wish she would have been a little bit more open about the thing that she experienced. Cause I'm definitely like my mother's child, like almost like a replica, um, like, you know, how she presents herself. She's very like, Close in shy reserve i'm also the same way too but like um and also another thing like she's dark skin and i'm dark skin and there's a lot of things that you know that she might have faced during the time when she's being raised of how she was treated treated by being um our dark skin black woman a dark skin woman and me being a, a dark skin male that can be definitely different mm-hmm. you know it might be some trauma in that might be something that she might be triggered by that can also be infused within me so it's like I feel like the opportunity is there to help have those conversations, but she doesn't seem open to have those conversations. And I'm still discovering the reasons why she's not open. Maybe it might be the relationship with her, her parents, which are my grandparents, or she might just never had the opportunity to like talk about her emotions too, when she was being um, raised by her parents as well. So um, like, I'm not upset. I'm just still trying to have those, those options to discover, like, what does that look like? from an emotional standpoint of things that I'm going through or things that she's going through, so. 
Yeah, and you still you still have uh time to have those conversations with her. Uh, <laughs> it's rough, yeah, because I know where you're coming from. Because you know, I know your mom you and know, my mama. mama, and it's, it's definitely weird because I could relate. Uh, except for okay, so the people that I don't know that listen are are going to listen. Me and Malik are related. Our his mom and my dad are brother and sister. So we're, we're still close, believe it or not. Um, even though I'm related on my paternal side, uh, we are very close. My mom and his mom somehow got it together and made it so that we could be raised and that I can know my dad's side, even though we'll get into all of that. But um yeah um it was kind of like opposite for me like your mom was kind of like shut in and didn't really like show you guys like the ropes of like life and stuff like that whereas my mom was kind of like the opposite like we're gonna see the struggle we're gonna see what she had to do to make sure we ate at night we're gonna see like so it was kind of like uh, traumatic still, like how you was raised is still traumatic, but like I seen our trauma, you know what I mean? Like it was like in my face, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I also think the way my mom raised, I'll say me and my middle sister, um, I think it was good because we learned a lot from her mistakes, uh, you know, how not to raise our kids. Uh, you know, back then he had to do whatever he had to do to survive. But yeah, I think um, it's tough. When you raise kids by yourself, it's tough. And I think if we would have had this conversation before, you know, I was a single mom, I don't think I would have words because. I would just be like my mom was selfish <laughs> you know what I mean but like I have a kid now so I know like you know what it took um I know why she wasn't emotionally available like she needed to be um I mean I don't know her reasons but I, you know I could see why she wasn't um you know as affectionate and you know, as loving and reassuring. I didn't have that. You know what I mean? My mom wasn't, come give me a hug. Uh, you okay? Like fall down. No, get up. You'll be all right. Uh, be quiet. Stop crying type of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have that. I think in that way, we kind of raised the same, like, but like my mom's family and then like our side is like opposite. You know what I mean? Like our side is very like conservative, like you know, God and church and don't curse, don't drink, don't smoke. Some people, and <laughs> it's just weird, you know what I mean? But yeah. So, anyways, I didn't mean to go off track like that. But um, so emotionally, uh, so 
I guess you touched on emotionally. So how about socially? Like, what did it do for you socially? Like, you know, talking to people, uh, communicating outside of home and stuff like that. How did it affect you? Oh, boy. Being raised just by your mom. How did that affect you? Um, I'll start like at a younger age too. Um, again, just always like more shy and reserved based on just like my environment. Cause you know, for me, socially, I was obviously just school, school mainly socially as a, as a young, a young child. But I know like between the, the experiences of elementary school to high school, definitely one of my, one of the worst experiences I've been through as a, as a child. Mm. Um, but that just mainly just on like, now that I'm old, I'm realizing I have social anxiety or like, a, I don't know how to put it into that category or what level it is, but it's definitely up there in the ranks of how I like present myself within like the public view when I'm like talking to somebody or just walking by somebody in public. But socially, like I, I picked up all those skills when I, when I got into college. Um, and like we were saying before, like everything is so limited to what uh, what I've seen. And I feel like my mother probably just did what she did just to protect me. But like, you know, mothers are more nurturing just depending on the environment that you're in. And I feel like I have more of that nurturing portion, especially when it came to like the social part. Um, but we only talk about certain things, though. Like, a lot of things will be brushed on in the rug. Um, but it's also just like figuring out like what my mother knew. So like she would just communicate, do the same thing, have a nine to five job come back home, relax, watch TV, cook dinner. Literally, that's pretty much it. Within that type of like box of conversation, we were just focused on schoolwork. We don't talk about the like the emotional part, but like when I got to college, that's when I just had like a whole new introduction, like what social is being, like how you connect with people, um, how you um, connect like through networking or just having simple conversation or just also like through shared experiences too. And so I became like, um, I increased my emotional intelligence um in that way and also from a social perspective like when I got to college and now so just learning on my own but mainly I think I feel like I've learned more of how I like to socialize with people mm-hmm. um based on like what I've read or what I've seen in like different places I experienced so far but I wouldn't say I learned too much of that from my mother just because like she's just so accustomed to just doing the same things all the time and then I had to break out of those old habits that I've seen from the rest of the family members on how they communicated um again socially emotionally but still just learning day to day so yeah now that you say that I think that like being in the same routine kind of kept you guys like sheltered you know what I mean uh um you know y'all played outside and stuff like that but like once you do that same old routine like over and over and over it kind of like like, even if when you do, like, a motion with your finger, like, you're kind of, like, stuck in that same bubble. You know what I mean? Like, because it's the same routine over and over. So then you become sheltered. And then, like, when you go off to, you know, college and get to do whatever you want to do, it's kind of like, wow, like, it's a whole new world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get that. I definitely get that. Uh, on my side, my mom wasn't, uh, we weren't really too... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. She didn't really keep us like shelter. Like the neighborhood we grew up in, uh, I have a lot of family out here. So go outside, <laughs> you know, go outside. 
this neighborhood and then the neighborhood down the street do what you want just come home before it got dark outside like when I was small we didn't have to worry about what we have to worry about now like I can't send my kid outside and just let him roam the neighborhood but like um I think having that little bit of freedom out here uh like she let us go to the movies uh walk to McDonald's like stuff like that you know what I mean go to your house for the weekend you know stuff like that it's just like I don't know like I don't feel like your mom (laughs) let y'all do stuff like that you know what I mean um but like even even though my mom let us do that I feel like uh I still was like socially awkward um I don't know why though I don't think it has anything to do with like being raised by a single parent I just think um I don't think my mom had the tools to teach us how to communicate with other people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, once you become a parent at a young age, uh, they don't give you like tools, uh, like this is what you need to do. (laughs) Like you have to know how to go out in the world and communicate with other people outside of your house. Uh, so other than that, like now it's different for me, but my sisters forget about it. It's like very hard for them <laughs> to communicate with other people. Um, I, they usually call me or my mom or somebody to help them, but yeah, I don't think socially it really affected me that bad because I have a lot of like cousins and family members around my age. So I guess that helped me, but this one is like the, I guess the icing on the cake, how it affected you mentally. (laughs) This will, I guess, yeah, this is a hard one. I mean, it's not hard. It's easy. It's very easy, but yeah. So mentally, what did it do for you mentally? Mm. Being raised by a single mother mentally. I mm, I would say, well, I would say from my perspective, like I think I know I want to start like I know when I communicate with people, especially like from a mental perspective. Um I think more of my emotional intelligence side is more like activated of that nurturing portion. But like when it comes to like, no, I'm gonna scratch that. Um, I'll I'll say like it's it's definitely challenging. Still, some things I'm dealing with day to day because again, it's a lot of questions that I. Like I'm all about questions, receiving answers, because I truly do believe like that's my mother. I was in her womb for X amount of time. And then all the energy and things she that she's been introduced to, things that she eats, stuff like that, that's all infused within my body. So like it's a lot of things that I'm still dealing with day to day that I that hasn't been answered. And that goes again back to the social and emotional part part where um everything's only over it's limited. And it's overprotected, and then it's it's putting me into a, a mindset of where that 
everywhere I, I go, certain things that I do, I act a certain way based on like how I've grown up. And so I'm, I'm pretty much unlearning a lot of things that I've been raised um, and taught to do. Um, like like one, one thing, like I know our family is really, really heavy and focused on like getting a good job and just focusing on that good job, building up that career um, and nothing else. Like people don't, we don't really talk about the emotional side. We don't really talk about the social side, but like figuring out how can I get more in tune with oneself? You know, I want to create different things. I want to um, get to know my mind and how, how, how I treat my mind, how I treat my body and things like that. Um, but I just feel like I've just been sheltered, too sheltered uh, growing up. And then again, going back to college, that's when I, I tapped more into my mental piece. Um, but it's still like a lot of things. I'm, I have questions about things I want to discover. Um, but I feel like it, it, she really hasn't really, I don't want to say, I'm not blaming my mom, definitely not. I don't feel like she really prepared me to, to, to prepare for this world. And like this world that we live in, you can't really prepare for it in general, but some things that we should be equipped with when, when we get introduced to those things, like interviewing, uh, how to show up, how to, how to be resilient. Um, um, loving yourself, loving your black identity, things like that. And so like not having those conversations in the household, um, not being direct and straightforward, those are a lot of things that mess, mess with my mental that forced me to learn how I perceive things in the world. So literally just, I think this conversation would just help me to, to unpack how I was treated mentally. There's a lot of things that I, I want to forget and I try to forget. And so, oh, I'll, I'll tell you this one thing, even, even you don't even know this, well, probably our whole family, honestly, but um, so I know for one thing that has always impacted me mentally um, um, was and is just being a, a dark-skinned man um, within my own body and own society. So like you already know, like growing up, used to be cracked on, used to be bullied, um, and you probably don't know, but I've been bullied a lot in high school um, just for being dark-skinned. Mm. Um, don't know if I was only dark, dark, dark expression in high school, whatever it was, but that's what it was. Um, and we would never have positive conversation about being a dark skinned person. And so like, when I say, I always ask questions, like how was her upbringing and stuff like that? Like, those are some things that I'm still like dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, a lot of things I'm still traumatized, a lot of things I'm trying to like find love within oneself. And so when I bring that conversation back to like love, or back to, back to black identity or just showing up in the world. Like those are, that's a lot of things that has um, impacted me immensely because all I see is just like some signs of weakness, but not a lot of strengths. You know, think about when you've been, been bullied, but not thinking about the positives right. um, and, you know, things like that. But um, I, that's not like number one on my list, but it's definitely up there of like how that has impacted me because everywhere I go, you know, I just see my skin. I just see, that's the first thing. I don't obviously I see that my man, but you know, seeing when uh from, from her perspective, I want to feel feel and also see how was it for you to be um born and raised as a dark skinned black woman, how that literally it does transpire and affect every single thing that you do. The mm -hmm. job, um, how you communicate, how you um absorb things mostly in the socially. So um but those are just a few things though. Yeah. Uh so a few things you said that stuck out to me was um uh first of all i want to say you are a beautiful dark-skinned man and if I you didn't that. know now you know um i think um yeah yeah it's, there's a lot there. there's a lot to unpack like we could talk about this really <laughs> but, um so i think on my end 
the thing that like affected me like mentally uh the loving yourself part like no matter what I feel like my mom didn't or doesn't or I don't know because we don't have this conversation love herself so I feel like she doesn't know how to instill that into her girls to love herself so that when you said that how to write it down because it's just like yeah that is something that I don't carry it with me now because I've been through years and years and years of therapy um you know working on myself and doing you know dressing how I want to dress and knowing that you know I'm me no matter what and either gonna take it or leave it type of thing um but yeah like growing up I think my mom didn't really like know how to instill that in me to love myself or like you know compliments are cool you know your mom compliments you uh because we're her kid but um yeah it's hard that's hard because it it comes with you for life but I think once you like work through it and you know realize like I'm the sh and no matter what nobody else thinks then it's like okay but I think um yeah that stuck out a lot um another thing I think uh my mom was like a tough love type of mom you know what I mean uh crying was a weakness um showing any type of emotion was like a weakness uh god you know just very tough <laughs> she was very tough but it was like tough and if you know me like you know I'm like very soft I'm very soft-spoken very um uh I'm not even like that what my son even though he's a boy and I probably should be um I'm very a very soft person so like imagine me being raised by somebody that's just like don't cry so like I think being raised by somebody like that it just like messed me up emotionally so like having to go to therapy and having to cry because when you go to therapy you have to work through all of that and literally ball like apologize to my therapist every time I cry I'm sorry and she's like why are you apologizing it's not okay to cry in my family <laughs> like it's not okay and it's still I find my mom like sometimes she'll get upset when we cry like like what are you crying for and it's still like you know it's okay to cry you know what I mean like it's okay yeah. I think um that part like I don't think it doesn't it's not from her it's from you know generation before her like who she was raised from um didn't teach her that it was okay to show emotion or like show her the love that she needed to be shown so that she could show her kids the love because my mom had me at 20 that's young believe it or not nowadays maybe not but that's young back in the 90s and um so she needed to you know be shown the love so that she could show me the love and 
it didn't happen that way. So I think mentally that was how I was affected. But once I started, you know, working through that and going to therapy and uh, just knowing that it's okay to cry, (laughs) even though I hate crying, I do hate crying. I think I'm like programmed in my head that like crying is not okay. Um, It's fine. It's fine to cry. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay to give a hug. It's okay to say I love you. Um, it's okay to give kisses to your kids. Um, you know, all that, all that stuff is okay. And I have to keep telling myself, I have a son. So, you know, some of that stuff, you know, I got to chill on. Like, he won't let me kiss him in school and stuff like that. But, you know, that is how that affected me, like, my mental. Uh, like, we could talk for days about that, but... Other than that, I think my mom did a pretty solid job. Uh, She has three kids and she raised them all. Um, I'm not going to say by herself, but solely. (laughs) She raised, we all live in this house with her and every day. So yeah, she raised us by herself. Okay, so after this question, we're going to do one more different subject and then that's it are you mad at your father no i wouldn't use the word mad no i'm not again like i i'm I'm really just all about questions because once you again I'm, i'm 26 i have 26 years I'll start off with this. Uh, I don't know the time frame because after my father wasn't in my life as he should and needed to be, but um, I'm not mad. But I know the experiences that I, I've had, it wasn't intentional. Um, it, it didn't really serve any purpose to what we were doing to like build a relationship or to form whatever we were forming. I, the last time I saw my father and heard from him um, was 2013 when I graduated from high school. And so which is yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like next year would be 10 years. Haven't heard, haven't seen texts, got a phone call, no birthday, no holidays, nothing like that. But I'm not mad. It's just like I just want to have a conversation and just really figure out, you know. Mostly it seemed like you weren't ready to raise children or be in a relationship, whatever it was. But like, you know, I just wonder why. You know, why why do you want to raise your own your own children? Um you know, how, how do you think that has an impact on what, who I am as a person? A lot of things I don't know about my side of my family or my father's side. I'm still trying to discover, you know, different roots, um, different bloods and things like that. But no, 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 I'm just, like, I'm definitely willing, more than willing to have a conversation because once I figure out more of what the thing is, the reason why he did certain things and how he reacted, you know, I'll, I'll get to understand how I treat and also. Yeah, it'll be more understanding. Yeah. I think, uh, okay so so I have a question what's Mm -hmm. stopping you from reaching out like what because you know of course he's the father he's he's the one you know I'm not gonna tell your business or nothing but he's the one that's not there and but you know there's comes to the point where like there could only be so many questions that could like build in your head like what is going to be like your breaking point like what like when are you going to be okay or like reaching out and be like all right 
because you guys are both men okay it would be different for you know a female I guess not really but you guys are both men and um like when will you be okay or like reaching out and let's just sit down man to man and have this conversation like you're growing now so I don't think uh you know in my opinion it's not okay to just sit there and have those questions in your head for this long um so when will it be time they say life is short but um you know in some cases it's not so the questions are just going to be just building and building and building so when are you going to be ready to reach out however that you know social media whatever find his number and have a seat with him and man to man ask these questions um you know i don't want to put a time frame on like i'll just let it happen organically because believe it or not a guy um i think most of most of my life i really just i wouldn't say i didn't realize i had no father figure in my life but just like life goes on you know, I got I got these dreams and things to accomplish, and I, I'm going to discover myself in new ways. But I'll just let it happen organically. And you know, right now I'm still working on myself as a, as a human being, so I don't want to like stop what I'm doing to reach out. But you know, if it happens, I'll look on social media, get in contact with my sister, family members, whatever it is. But I, I think I'll know when I'm ready, and then you know, God will let me know when I'm ready based on you know when the time is right. So. I'm I'm open to it happening today, tomorrow, whenever it is, I'm ready. But I'll just let it happen. Right. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. I think. How about you? How about me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so our situations are totally different. <laughs> oh, I mean, not uh, like without, but like you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Based on relationship. Um. So which question are you asking? Am I mad at my dad? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, so my situation is different. So my dad is a man that was raised in a house with two parents. So like you would think like automatically that man knows how to parent. My dad, on the other hand, I just believe he just didn't know how to be a parent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens, not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I love my dad to death. That is a disclaimer. A lot of people like to take things out of context when it comes to me. I love my dad to death, and he knows that. Me and my dad have been to therapy twice, once or twice, Um that's how much I care about our relationship. Um, I am not angry at all. Disappointed. Yes, I am not angry. Um, I wish the only thing is I wish my dad was like more consistent as a father. I think parents often think once their child turns 18, 21, whatever, then that's it. No, it's not how it works. Uh, you just don't stop being a parent. Once you make a baby, you have to be a parent. It, it just doesn't stop. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm not. If I didn't bring my dad to therapy, 
then it will be like, yeah, I hate him, but no, like we work through through our problems. Um, I just, yeah, I wish I did like back in the day, I did wish like he helped my mom a little bit more, but I just feel like my dad did what he knew how to do. Uh, I came to terms with uh, that part. Uh, His parents were are in my life his sister is in my life uh, his side of the family is in my life how they need to be so I don't feel like I missed out on you know too much uh, so no I don't harbor any hard feelings but disappointment and you know people you always be you're always disappointed in people so uh, I love my dad to death. That is my twin. We are so much alike, and I think that's why we can't get it right. But we'll get it together one day. I just, you know, just wish he'll be more consistent in that. But no, I don't have, I don't have any hard feelings towards him. He'll get it together. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's switch. Let's switch this. This is a question that we can yeah. talk about uh, for the rest of the time I guess so um I have my answer because Mm -hmm. you know okay so how did being raised by a single parent affect your romantic relationships as a man as a man (laughs) because yeah it's different for a man Uh, I already know the answer. Just um, <laughs> I ain't gonna get all the juice now. Be honest, honest. you listen, <laughs> listen. This is oblivious to the bullshit. This ain't may not else. Be honest, lay it down. Put it on. You don't have to tell all your business. Obviously, just answer the question. Just answer the question. Sorry, just you. answer the question. Um, like I've, how can I say it? I don't know. It's just like I've been in relationships before. I'm been well. Well, it's complicated, but um, uh, I've been in two two relationships. <laughs> I've been in two relationships, um, and. I'm not gonna say the time frame, but you know, obviously I treated my partner um, with a lot of love and respect. Um, but the thing is, it's like I'm weird when it comes to that romantic type of relationship because I would just say I, I don't love myself. At I'm gonna say not at all. It's like a small, small percentage, but I'm still on the road of like what what does love look like to me? And I truly believe that I wouldn't say you can't be, but I think I know right now it's not good for me to be, be in a relationship or being type of relationship with another woman um, based on my love for oneself. And that also just goes back to those conversations, goes back to just my own childhood trauma I'm still dealing with. And also just seeing like, you know, my mother, well, this parent, but my mother, she, based on when she had my sister and I, she hasn't been, what I know, she hasn't been with anyone else, hasn't talked to any other man or anything like that. So I don't really see that type of like romantic relationship 
based on um, the household that I was raising. You know, I didn't see any other men walk into the house besides my own family members. And so, you know, I, I, I really treated um, women how they want to be treated based on how I was raised by my single mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll see how she would do things, see how she would treat herself, see how she had a conversation with my sister. But like, um, I'm not, I, I would just say like, I can't be in a romantic um, partnership if I don't love myself. Right. So I'll say that. Okay. So I feel like you didn't answer that how you should have, only because I know you. <laughs> to people, I'm not being arrogant or mean, but I know him and I know his situation. So we're just going to leave it surface. For me, I'm going to dig deep for my answer. Okay. Um, so uh, I think I've been in, uh, I'm not even calling it a serious relationship. I've been in one relationship in my 20 something years don't say my age and um I uh I think the sole reason is because of how I was raised (laughs) I don't think it's not because of being raised by a single mother I think it was seeing the relationships my single mother has been in uh, from the time my middle sister was conceived to, you know, I was probably, I don't know, I think I was like five. So from five to now, um, I'm like a observer, I'm like a sponge. Um, I soak everything in and I take it and I learn from it. So I'm very like, uh, I guess scared to be in any situation where it doesn't serve me right. Um, a lot of people say you don't know until you, you know, go through it. I don't want to be in a situation where I go through something that like totally uh, strips me of my happiness and my dignity and my self-worth um I don't want to be in a situation where you know it doesn't serve me so um I think you know my dad's in too my dad you know he's been in some lengthy relationships you know 10 plus years I think in all his but um you know that says a lot too (laughs) he's never been married but all his relationships are pretty lengthy and uh on that end that could affect anybody too so I don't think uh I don't let you know their relationships affect me I just learn from them and then it scares me (laughs) and it's not just my mom it's not just my dad it's you know everybody I have not been around anybody that has had a stable relationship and makes me want to be in love you know what I mean not even social media like I'm not one of those people that are easily influenced um uh so yeah I think I'm scared I think that's how it affected me and my you know I've been with people I've talked to people I've gone on dates and stuff like that but in these last few years I have been like single like you know single like not talking to nobody 
it's weird out here. So I think that's how it affected me. I think this will be the year that I break out of my shell though, because uh, it's time. But uh, yeah, seeing like people being toxic relationships is bad and it scares you and yeah. So yeah, that's how it um affected me, I guess. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh wait though, you said I didn't answer the question right. No, you hit it on surface level and you kept it surface level, um, which I respect. We don't have to go too deep in, in my podcast, but when I'm a guest on your podcast, I'm going to expect you to go a bit deeper, okay? You can go okay. deep. I can keep that same energy, you know? Okay. Um, okay. These are questions that they're like yes or no type of questions. Okay. So... Did being raised by a single mom hurt you or help you? Do you think it hurt you or help you? Mm, it's a loaded question. <laughs> it is. I'm literally right in between, but I mean you don't you don't have a choice. It's like uh, you know, you don't have a choice of what you're born in so but you said it help or hurt yeah well uh, i'll say hope so same. Yes. same i think it helped me too uh do you wish that your your childhood was different no uh i wish mine was different uh Okay, this is not a yes or no question. Uh, what will you teach your kids different from like, you know, how you were raised and like what your mom teach you, I mean, taught you, sorry. Um, first, I'm going to bring it back to is like knowing who one's, uh, knowing oneself, knowing what, what brings you joy, what brings you love, um, what things you attract to, having your own opinion. Because I think everything else like builds off from like, who you are, what you value, what you believe in, and everything else would transpire after that. So I want to start with like identity, true identity of oneself. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, no. I'm just a lot more. No, that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go on and on. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, uh, I've been doing my this for almost seven years. I think mm-hmm. teaching him to love himself and uh to put himself first um I think one of the things I wanted to say that I forgot being the oldest child and being Mm -hmm. raised by a single parent it's heavy it's very heavy and um I guess it depends on your situation uh but I realized that in my 20 something years that I never put myself first and um it's starting to affect, you know, me now, but I think what I would teach, well, what I will teach my son is mm-hmm. to put himself first and um, 
yeah love yourself do what you want to do be who you want to be just love yourself and make sure you're doing everything with pure intentions and that's really it um I think my mom did everything that she could for us so I wouldn't you know go about raising him too opposite of how my mom raised us because then you like over like compensate and sometimes I do find myself doing it I'm not I'm not gonna lie like over loving or like too soft and to the point where he gets away with too much and I know that he's a boy a black man and I need to be you know we live in a different time so I need to be a little bit harder on him but um yeah, I try not to overcompensate because then it's like me just like harboring, you know, my old emotions from my childhood on him. But um, yeah, other than that, I think that's really it. Um, I think this was good. I think about having you back on my my podcast. We'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think this was good. it was, I'm be honest, before we got on here, we had an hour worth of technical difficulties. Um, but, you know, we got through it. And I think me and Malik are two of the most patient people in the world. So it was, it was anybody else, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on and having this conversation that needs to be had. I think, um, yeah, I think that's what this podcast will be about. Just having uncomfortable conversations, uh, keeping it real and letting people know it's okay to talk. It's all right. Mm -hmm. It's your story. It's not anybody else's story. Um, Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, It's been a pleasure talking about these things that we that we definitely want to talk uh should have talked a long time ago but appreciate you and uh, much just say throughout this podcast and uh let me know what i can do to help out if i can get back on again and i'm gonna be real content so appreciate it <laughs> yes and look out for his future projects his podcast and any other things he has coming um thank you for listening and uh we'll be back with another episode peace out yeah yeah peace